everybody. So the fighter tried attacking the trolls with his flame tongue because the player knew that the trolls were weak to fire and the DM's like, no, you don't do that because your character wouldn't have that information. So he negated it and the player started arguing about what's agency, what's not agency. And then the campaign just sort of exploded. They're meeting up next week though, so hopefully they've talked it out. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the Sessions Cancelled podcast. It's me, Isaiah, here with your two boys. Matt and Sam, almost said Sam, Matt and Josh. <laughs> and no tables reflect this episode. Again, once again, again, for the 10 million time, you're supposed to say, name, pause, name, pause, so he can respond, sir. It's, how it's it goes. 80 something episodes. I don't, they don't care. Know who we are by now. Someone could come in on random 80 episodes. Doesn't matter. Look, yeah, there's a flow. You, you want to do it when you host? You do it when you host. I wanted I'm to say something. Remember. I wanted to say something and it's not that hard to remember. I don't understand why you can't do it. I don't know. Drug. Eh. Also, it, it occurs to me you never specified what we were talking about today, so just coming in hot and blind here. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little pre-warning would have been nice, you know, a little, a little lube first. Well, listen, he, he I mean, gave look, us two I, I gave you, I gave you two options. You, yeah, you but know, you didn't say which of the two. I thought we were doing the other one. <laughs> that's why oh. I. That's oh. why I asked beforehand. Mm. Well, Did it's funny, man. I wasn't here. <laughs> now was I? Wow, that's unfortunate there, Larry. Stop by, Jeff. What? You're you could have asked at any point on your race owner about Gojo. No, the person, who, <laughs> the person who decides on the discussion is supposed to inform the other two. That's how that goes. That's how we've done today's it. episode of the Jujutsu Kaisen fan club. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not. is Gojo just the best character of all time? It's because his eyes are blue. And he's so cute, <laughs> and he looks like Kakashi, <laughs> but he's not Kakashi, he's his original character. You can see my fucking face right now. <laughs> I just imagine you doing the Excalibur thing from fucking Soul Eater. <laughs> just the face. <laughs> we just established, Crinkle. we just established I've never watched Soul Eater. <laughs> I know, that was mostly for the audience and Isaiah. <laughs> oh my fucking god, dude. <laughs> literally just discussed this problem. I'm... I'm uh, so Isaiah, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> as as our cold open might suggest, today's topic, uh, ladies and gents, is player agency and I, all of the weird shit that goes on regarding that. I'm gonna need mm. some definitions. Don't worry, I have some. Let's see, <clears throat> player agency can be defined as. The amount of control that a player that a player or players have over their own character's decisions with the understanding that they will have the means to make those decisions with an informed understanding of the variables at play and the ramifications that could come from them. Basically, can the players make decisions? Do they have the info necessary to do so? Do they know how tits up it could go if they fail? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I 100% know where you're going with this, but okay. Just sort of talking to player agency today. It wouldn't if now, like many of my topics, it was definitely sparked by something. Uh, I, oh, I, yes, I, I, I just, I just, I was really expecting you to go with your other topic of choice, seeing as how both me and you are very close to ending a campaign. But okay, yeah, I, I've thrown my thing? entire brain. Like I'm, I'm deeply unprepared now. Have I pulled a Cusco and thrown off your groove? Yes. <laughs> I apologize. Absolutely. He threw off his groove. <laughs> I will now proceed you to throw you out of the palace. 
Yeah, um, bailiff. Throw him out a window. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, this was definitely Chicago. sparked by something. Uh, yeah. So for background information uh, to all of my viewers who are also my players. One day he'll say <laughs> listener. One day. Fine. Uh, Today is not that day. I do some one days. Day. I do some days. It's not uh, that hard. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Detention span. No. Impossible. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're on the, you know, we're closing up on, on the end of my campaign. Mm-hmm. And there was this big moment that happened where one of the players or the players had to, like, fight through this gauntlet of enemies. And it's, it's what I talked about about a few months ago about. You know, they have to fight the enemies and each enemy is worth a number of points and then they can fail or, or succeed on phases, which make the sub- subsequent phases easier or more difficult, so on and so forth. Um, at the end of the second phase, the players had an option. They had to basically pull a Fallout 3 and then go into the death chamber and hit flip the switch to, like, stop all the craziness from happening, right? Uh, and then they would take a bunch of damage, maybe get knocked unconscious, maybe take a lingering injury, so on and so forth. And you, as the viewer, listener, whatever you want to say, can say, well, if it's the second phase out of three phases, isn't that kind of unfair that you're gimping a player and you're sort of forcing them to take an ass load of damage before a potential boss fight? Yes, it is unfair. But being the hero, doing the right thing is often unfair. And there was four NPCs in the room who I thought in Mind Little Noodle if none of the players specifically speak up within 60 seconds of the issue being presented to them, an NPC will do that instead. Wait, do what right? instead? We'll go into the death chamber, flip the switch, and take a blast load of damage, maybe die. Okay. Now, the players took way longer than 60 seconds, which, fair enough. That's a very difficult decision to make. I knew the chances were likely that one of the several NPCs would have to do it and i feel like when the when the npc in question was like when i made the decision of like okay they've taken too long x character will step up and they'll do it they pushed back a lot they were like no 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 no. it's fine i'll do it it's fine i'll do it it's like no 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 like the characters is resolute on this he's going to make this decision he's going in and the amount of pushback made me think that maybe the players thought that i was punishing them or uh you know, uh, or sort of being like, well, you didn't make a decision and now someone else has to suffer for it. That's not what it was at all. It was just a sort of, not really even a test, right? Because it's, it's I, I treat a lot of the, the moral decisions in my game like the ending of Nier Automata, which don't know, spoilers, I guess. Uh, the end of Nier Automata, you, if when you do the final ending, you have a chance to get the best ending possible where all the characters are okay. Huge fucking quotations there. Um, But you have to go through this awful fucking bullet hell section that's like six minutes long and it's hard as shit. Now, if you fail enough times, you can be given help and you find out if you take the help and you succeed that section that that help comes from other players who have knowingly deleted all of their save data for the game upon completing the final ending to help somebody else out. Now you can choose to do it or you don't. If you don't do it, the game literally tells you, hey, look, that's fine. It is unfair to ask this of you. Most people will say no. Those of you who did say yes, though, know that you are like, 
your efforts will not be in vain, basically, right? Mm-hmm. I treat like a lot a of my, my moral decisions like that. Yeah. Not even a trophy, but like a, 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 a feeling of, of, of self-fulfillment. There's no in-game oh, okay. reward. That it's literally, oh, no, it's oh. literally an intrinsic feel-good-about-being-a-good-person type reward, because Yoko Taro oh, is kind okay. of a madman like that. Yes. Mm. So I treat a lot of my moral decisions in the game like that, where, you know, like it, it might be realistic that a player would be like that, a, that another character would be like, you're supposed to be the heroes. Why didn't you step up? Sure. A character, especially like that character's husband, who was there as well, could have and likely would have said something like that. But I didn't want to put that on the players. That wasn't the point of the decision. I'm not trying to make them feel bad. I'm just trying to sort of test their willingness to do the right thing or not even do the right thing. Do something that they think needs to be done. Right. So what exactly was the point of the decision then? Like what? Just just see if they would do it. They didn't have to. And ultimately they didn't. That's a little. There was no. It's a little Saw-esque, but okay. A little bit. And they didn't end up doing it, and that's fine. I'm not like at no point was I like, "Wow, you guys didn't do it, <laughs> fucking losers!" Like, no, that was not. But still, they I I feel like they may have thought that I was punishing them, and I'm not. Uh, and the, sort of I started thinking about did I take away in that moment? Did I take away their agency? Now I don't think that I did, but that's kind of why I'm proposing this to you guys today, and we'll sort of explain to the listeners. Uh, about things going forward. I, uh, yeah. I, I don't. So, yeah, I mean, Josh, you want to go first, or? Well, I, I feel like I, I need some clarification here because I, I don't, I don't know. Like, okay, so when you say, did I take away their agency? Is the question you're positing? Did I railroad them too hard? Is that another way to phrase it? Because I think that's a different thing than player agency. Because taking uh, player agency would be like, you know, if you have a paladin character in the party who normally would do this, and you as a DM be like, oh no, actually, I don't want this character to sacrifice yeah, you're themselves. Not allowed to. Yeah, you're not allowed to. But the player's like, no, DM, I made the paladin. Let me do that. That's like taking the agency away. So I don't think in the situation like you did that necessarily. But I, I, well, I, I well, I'm, st- I'm still. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm still, I'm still slightly unclear. Is the is the question you're presenting is, did I give them ample information to make an informed choice, or did I railroad them down a specific route? Is that the two scenarios you're positing, Isaiah? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. But I like as far as railroading goes. Well, because agency no, removal I, is is railroading. You sort of I. Yes, sort of, but not in the confines of what I'm sort of looking for at the moment. Well, it would still be a railroad if you didn't let them do something and they asked to do a thing and you said, no, you're not allowed like that. That is a well, so that I, that I didn't do like I, I railroaded well, them in so far as the mission that they went on was not a choice. Wait, right? hold, like, on, it was hold like, on. Wait, see, I'm still this is I like. So then what was the point of did I remove their agency? What at what point were you saying that that was potentially on the table? Uh, when they were like, no, 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 I'll do it. 
right? And I think like, after the and you told made, them, and, and you, they said, you told them no, you no, no, can't but I, because the NPC is going to do it, is what you said. Yes. This, I don't know that this is actually a question of agency. I think this is actually what you're talking about, a question of expectations. Maybe. It might be. I, 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 I've I, done all this research on agency. So I, yeah, well I mean, yeah, not to derail your entire <laughs> thing, but I think expectations is actually what you're talking about. Because the, uh, the situation here is the players have to decide whether to save an NPC or not. They could potentially risk their own livelihood saving said NPC. That's one expectation. The other possibility is a different NPC will do it and they may or may not die, which is sort of a, a, another expectation. And then there's the question of the timer, which I guess my first question here is, did you inform them that you were timing them? Not overtly. Okay, so that... That's where I think you get into the realm of you maybe didn't properly set set up expectations if throughout the rest of the campaign you did not overtly put them on a timer IRL uh, and then in this one scene you did put them on a timer IRL with you know like well like yes so if to clarify the- I did put them on a t- I have put them on a timer earlier in the campaign I have done that and after the timer was done I've stated like this was like a timed th- I either told them before or after like this was a timed thing either did or didn't what have you um the scene in question was like a like a time bomb basically right right I get that like there's there's a a, a literal maybe not a literal but me being like hey the clock is ticking you have to make a decision quickly <laughs> the the problem is that time in a tabletop game is uh expanded greatly beyond what time it takes in the real world. Yes, I, I, so, I, I, it's it's sort of non-linear and often dilated at times. Yeah. Right. So the problem is if you say the clock is ticking, it's like, okay, like for example, if you're playing if you're in a fight, or if you're playing a turn-based video game, right? And the game says you have 30 seconds to do this thing, and then you get in the game in game you're gonna probably take an hour to complete that mission like or in sorry in real life you're gonna take an hour to complete that mission in game it's four or five turns which is only 30 seconds or whatever you know so the the idea of you're on the clock is not unless you stated you basically what i'm saying is you were timing the players and you weren't timing the characters and if that wasn't clear then you did kind of fuck up there Mm -hmm. if you didn't make that clear because most of the time right if the gm says you know if or if the yeah if the gm says via npc oh you know you're only gonna have a couple of days to do this and then the player says all right so how long do we actually have and then the gm goes oh well i'm not gonna time it exactly but if you take like eight long rests in a row something's gonna change you know like i'm not timing you specifically but i'm saying this is a pressure sensitive thing we're not using exact numbers but like the next action you need to do needs to be pertinent to the problem so that that's generally how role-playing games flow is that the gm says oh you don't have a lot of time and then actually IRL, the amount of time you have is is the amount it would be normally. It's just about like decisions and actions. 
So by you timing the actual players, yeah, you did kind of get into like a little bit of a gray area, like fucky wucky zone, especially if they had no clue that they were physically being timed. You know, like if you're if if you were in a table, like if you were at the table IRL, you know, if you were, I don't. Why do I keep doing that? I'm fucking leet speaking over here. If you're in real life, if you were sitting at a table, um, and a scene like this happened, you could put the timer on your phone, hold it up, and show the players, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, we're timed." Playing online though, they can't see that, so you can't necessarily do that. So if you don't explicitly say, yeah, you're kind of getting into a weird zone. Yeah. So, so yeah, the the, the I'm yeah the weird zone I 100 agree with. That's that's kind of where I'm stuck at. Is I I I don't feel like I did, but I'm not so married to the idea that I did nothing wrong to be like no no, no. like I I couldn't be because a part of me does feel like I did something wrong. I just like the scale is sort of sliding that I I didn't. <laughs> well, so that's why I mean wrong or not even did something wrong, but mishandled the situation. Yeah, you might have mishandled it. I, I think. Bit. Yeah. I, well, that's why no, I'm saying I think you you didn't properly set up expectations in this scenario. It's less yeah. about it's less about removing their choice because you gave them a choice. It's just they were not under the they they were didn't know what the rules of the game they were playing was. You did not mm. adequately explain the rules. If the you know, well, so that that's that's you know, if in, you're playing, in the rules I've established, that is rule two. Did they have the info necessary to make a decision? Um, they had the info Uh, to make a decision to make a decision, but they didn't necessarily have the info. They didn't have all of the info around the decision. I think it could have been one of those moments where rather than timing them out of character, it could be one of these things where it's like, hey, guys, let's take a pause for a moment and then let the players kind of discuss it and figure it out. Let them take, you know, don't let them take an hour, but like. You know, give them a couple minutes and then say, all right, when we get back into the game, then you're going to have like a minute to like, yeah. make the decision, whatever I mean, decision you make. And I think and I think this is also one of those moments, especially something like when a character's life, like sacrificing themselves kind of th- deals on the line. A GM should let them know and be like, hey, if no one wants to do it, that's OK. You have several NPCs here for a reason, but if one of you wants to, that option is available and, you know, that's when you say good will come of it because, again, it's a character. And especially nowadays, people are very attached to their characters. So asking people to do like, you know, your character could potentially die in the situation, like making the ultimate sacrifice. Is a lot to ask for. It is. It it 100 is, and I, that's sort of why mm-hmm. I, I that's why I, I very specifically was not going to punish them for not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, well, <laughs> you kind of punished them in that you killed the NPC in question. They don't know if he's dead or not. This was just like the last last thing that happened in the session, and it's like tune in next week. Yes, we'll the, find the, out. the the yeah. the. The kill switch was flipped, and they got teleported to the upside down, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. That's still. Yeah. I don't know. That's still a little. It, it's weird. I'm admitting. Yeah. 
It's a little yeah. bit iffy. You sort of kind of punish them, I guess. I guess it depends on it, how they feel about the character in question. I think but. when you start the next session, you should probably, or you, you know, you don't have to, but maybe be like, hey guys, all right, so last week, you know, it was a little fucky wucky. Uh, we could either, you know, what do you guys want to do? Are you guys okay with sacrifice, letting the NPC sacrifice themselves? Do one of you guys want to step up? Because again, we can continue as things are, but I want to give you the option of maybe like rewinding the clock a little bit because it literally they now they just started in the upside down world. So nothing extremely major has happened yet. So you can kind of give them that option of like going back like a minute or two before they get zapped. I could definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be like opposed to doing it. And, and and to be honest, the whole sacrificing NPC thing is it's been done. It, it has been done. It's a it's a thing that happens in some some uh, campaigns and some module. Hell, like I won't super spoil for which one, but a recent Wizards of the Coast module literally just did that where there's a thing and the players, you know, the DM in the book literally says, if you want to save, you know, this place, you can make the ultimate sacrifice and have one of the players do it dot 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 or you know scrimbo bimbo the npc if no one wants to volunteer will do it himself so like it, it is a it is a thing it is a, you're not like the only person who's done something like that too in like an rpg i mean i don't think the sacrifice of the npc is any particular issue. i really think the only fuck the only fuck up here was just not being clear that the players were being timed yeah. Specifically yeah. the play again, the players the, yeah. were being timed. Not necessarily about the characters being timed, but the players themselves being actually timed in real life. That's where you get that's mm-hmm. where you kind of uh, miss the boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's it's not Yeah, I mean I don't yeah, again, it's not I don't really think it, it was a situation of like any sort of agency being taken away so much as it was just an uh a uh, um uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's just yeah, a disconnect think, of expectation. I think if you were more harsh about like, well, the NPC is doing it and the, the player's like, no, no, wait, maybe I can make the sacrifice. Then maybe. And you're like, nope, too late. Here he did it. Beep. And you're like, <laughs> well, so <laughs> he basically was like, the kid, you know, it, they the timer went up. The, the NPC was like, I'm going to make the decision. And they were like, no, 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 no. And I was like, OK. He's pretty resolute on this. Uh, you can make a roll and DC 30 because it was like a, you know, kind of hard to convince somebody who's already made peace with their situation, you know? Right. Uh, they did not make the save. So they went, nope, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I'm going to handle it. Uh, a character tried to like physically move him out of the way and they got force pushed for their efforts. And then he closed mm-hmm. the door behind him. Yeah. I mean... Mm. Yeah, I mean you gave I mean the you gave them the 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 possibility so yeah it's like e- even though it was DC 30 like you still you still put the option out there still like possible. they could have yeah it was still yeah doable if you if you were just like no absolutely not then yeah that would be like okay this is it the player's choice didn't matter but you didn't do that mm. um yeah I will say I did because I told you guys about the, or maybe Isaiah, I think I just told you it was about the the whole Waterdeep game with me. 
like the the one the, the the reason i had such a bad experience with adventure league that was totally taking like my player agency out of the window like i couldn't do anything i was under the dm basically the dm had full control DMC no matter up. what decisions we made like it didn't matter well, do you want to do you want to give some context for this yeah uh so way back uh when water deep dragon heist came out back in uh you know insert date here uh i really wanted to try it out i really wanted to play it because i got the i got the book and i was reading through and i'm like wow this is actually a really cool adventure i want to run it but i also want to kind of play to experience it as a player and adventure league was still kind of coming up but uh it wasn't really big online like most adventure league games you have to go to a you know some comic shop or card shop or whatever and they host you know if you're lucky they they host it in like a city or you know a town near you um but for me i was like you know i i most of my DD time most of my playing was online and i found some people who just started up trying to do adventure league online on roll 20 and i'm like oh i can sign up i can finally play and they were the newest adventure water d dragon heist and i'm like oh sick finally i can kill two burns with one stone i can try out adventure league and I can, you know, play the adventure. This is great. And this is what can possibly go wrong. Uh, again, to the game. Immediately, DM was more concerned about. He's like, yeah, I got to run like 30 games um, so I can get this reward. Because I guess, you know, as a DM in Adventure League, if you run a certain amount of games, you get rewarded with items and whatever for when you play in Adventure League. And that's all this guy cared and gave a shit about. And one of the first, like the major, you know, taking agencies away was the the bar thing that happened to me, where me and you know two other people are trying to investigate a bunch of the uh, Zentarum in the city, doing you know doing some shenanigans, and it was mostly me like I'm a barbarian, you know, I'm trying to play like the thug kind of character, I'm trying to like you know use whatever I got, I'm like oh I got like a pack of cards. Uh, can I like, you know, the barkeep seems pretty shifty. Can I like try and play him in cards? Game's like, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I win. I get a really dumb high roll. I'm like, oh, shit. G he can give me information now. And the, and the DM's like, well, you know, actually, because you have a minus one to your intelligence. I don't know if your character would really get the idea or understand uh, how like what's going on. And I'm like, what? What do you mean by that? And so he basically every time like he would ask me to keep rolling, you know, play like rolling on like I think you can get proficiency in gaming sets and cards. I got dumb lucky and kept rolling high, but the DM kept like making excuses of like, oh, no, but your character wouldn't do that or your character wouldn't know that. I'm like, well, dude, like I'm I'm rolling high. Can't you give me a bone? And so after getting fed up with it, I'm like, OK, my character rages and I want to just grab the barkeep to like scare him and the dm immediately shut it down he's like uh the the bouncer hits you twice over the head and knocks you out uh, oh and i'm like uh, he doesn't have to make an attack roll like and he's like nope and i'm like can i take half damage because i'm raging no nope. i'm like so i'm just fucking unconscious yes <laughs> like, uh, yeah and i'm like okay fucking great i would just got up and left i'm gonna be real like well, that, that was that was strike number one. Strike number two was the uh, after that and getting woken up. We were still investigating the Zentarum, but every lead, the DM kept saying like, 
he kept trying to divert us and say like, oh, because we were, we were trying to figure out the mystery. I'm like, we're trying to find where the Zentarum kidnapped this person. And everywhere we went to, the DM kept being like, did you try this place? Well, no, we're, we're investigating all the leads. Oh, OK, well, you should try this place. OK, we go to a you know second area. Hey, did you guys go to that one place? You should really go there. I know the, the, the house you were just at told you to go there originally, so you should just go there. It's like, bro, why even give us these fucking options? Why give us options one, two, three, and four when option four is the only actual fucking choice that matters? It's like, okay. And then the 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 big one was the whole the I think I also mentioned it too, was the where uh the where rat thing. We went to a sewer area. One of the players got bit by a were rat, and this was the character. This was this guy's first time playing DD ever. He got bit by a were rat, and this isn't really taking player agency away. This is more just being a dickhead. The player got, you know, he bit by a were rat, and we're like, okay, well, maybe we can go back into the city and find you a cure. And the DM's like, actually, no, according to the Venture League rules, if you, you know, get bitten by a uh, lycanthrope, you, your character dies. It's like, oh, there's nothing we can do. We can't go to the city. We can't save him. We can't. There's nothing. And the guy's like, nope, he's just dead. Uh, Matt, that yeah. is absolutely taking player agency away. Oh, yeah, that is, that's 110 percent. Like, nope. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. you just said, no, you can't do anything about it. True, true. He did that. Yeah, all of that was taking player. That's, yeah. that's insane. Look, I'm but, not um, saying you should throw hands at players at Adventures League. Yeah, no, no. And then, <laughs> well, and then the next session is just the one DM in question. It's just the one DM. It's not even I, like I my I got soured on Adventure League because of that, because of that DM. But, you know, that's what happened. Wasn't there something about a mind flare or a, 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 a yeah, the brains with legs killing you. Yeah, the brain was like, yeah, that was uh, the, the other intellective yeah. hour. Intellective yeah. hour. Thank you. That was the Wasn't other there combat about where, that part too. Yeah, that was the next session where the the player, the one who got bit by the were rat, literally was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna do the thing where this is my twin brother and I'm out for revenge." <laughs> nice. Yeah. Because okay. I told classic, him, like, classic. Yep. Yeah. He was, he was. This player was so fucking upset because he's like, "I spent all this time on this character. I don't know what to do. This is my first session." I can't believe my my first character died. My Wait, first, first time session playing D&D ever, ever, ever. Oh, ever. fucking Christ, dude. Jesus. Ever. Christ. And so I was like, hey, man, listen, just just don't change the, anything on the sheet. Just change the name or add junior or something. I'm like, just say you're like twin brother. You're out for event. Like, don't worry about it. That's like, sick. talk to the DM. And so the DM was also trying to get this guy to make a whole new fucking character. Okay. For uh -huh. some reason. And I, I, I kind of was backing the new player up too and being like, no, dude, just it, why have him go through all the trouble? Just let him do the same thing. Oh, well, it's going to ruin the immersion of the game. And I don't really think he should do you know, like, you know, do that. And I'm like, dude, why does it matter? He's changing the character's name. It's not exactly the same character. It's a game. Just fucking let him. And eventually the DM yeah, kind of gave just been in. Like, I don't know where in the rules of Avengers League says it's any of your fucking business. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yes, I would say that's multiple counts of removing player agency. Yeah. yeah. That guy's a dick. And then the, the one that broke the straw was afterwards where we had the, the one player who was doing the edgy cleric thing of like, 
I'll heal you, but you gotta pay me money first. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I, oh, I fucking hate those fucking people. If you do that in a game, fuck you. Fuck you and your mother and your dog and your mother's yeah. dog. Exactly. Dishonor you, dishonor your cow, dishonor <laughs> yeah. your family, your sister's and cow, so th- your cow's cow. So this guy, for some reason, we got to the room where the mind flare was, and the mind flare basically was like, hmm, uh, I'm gonna, you know, I don't feel like dealing with you guys, and just threw an intellect devour at us and teleported away. And we're like, oh, well, at least we don't have to fight the mind flare. This, this, that's great. Uh-huh. But yeah. then we still got to deal with the fucking brain dog. Yeah. The healer who was charging us money to heal us snuck all the way into the room where the mind flare was and basically was standing next to the mind flare. The mind flare teleported away and where the mind flare stood was his intellect devourer. Okay. Yeah. You would think as a DM, uh-huh. no matter what the situation is, you go for the closest fucking character to an intellect devourer. Uh-huh. No, 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 uh-huh. no. He made the fucking brain dog walk all the way to the other side of the room where my character was, who has a minus two to intelligence, knowing that I would specifically fail the check and targeted me with the intellect devourer. And then I got real upsetting in my spaghetti because of it and said, all right, all right, this is how you're going to play. All right. And so he's like, all right, all right, Matt. So now you're controlled by the intellect devourer. You want to kill uh, the rest of your party. I'm like, okay, I rage. And he's like, uh, well, actually you don't do that. And I'm like, well, that's a natural 20 DM. So um, I think I'm going to hit, uh, hit Jimbo over there. Um, <laughs> and oh, Jimbo's <laughs> unconscious. Neat. <laughs> and so the other players are starting to freak out being like oh oh, oh no he's raging we, we're we only level one oh shit and now the GM is also shitting his pants because he's like oh no they're only level one I, I poked the bear why did I yeah. do this and so the healer guy who was also on the other side of the room was like freaking out and be like Oh, he he can't do that, DM. Right? He can't he can't attack his teammates. And the DM was try, like, I could hear the the, the wheels in the DM the like gears, the gears grinding. breaking. You just have to look yeah. at him and squint, like. Yeah, because he was trying to figure out a way of how to undo the fuck up he did. And I I basically called him out on his horseshit and being like, No, 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 no! I'm 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 evil now, right? I, I'm possessed by the intellect devourer, so. Unless the other players take my guy out, I have to kill them. You said so yourself. And so the DM's like, which he could have, if he was even more of a dickhead, probably took control of my character and took my sheet away. Yeah. But luckily, I guess because of the situation, he wasn't thinking that far ahead. So I grabbed the unconscious player on my next turn and it basically beat the other one of the other players <laughs> with the unconscious player. Nice. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so the only players that were left was Healer, who was just taking the dodge action and trying yep. to avoid my guy 
at all costs. Wasn't even healing the rest of the still was keeping the fucking bit alive. <laughs> still was keeping the bit alive. And was refusing to heal the unconscious player that I beat the now secondary unconscious player with. I would have killed him first. And then uh, the new player, my boy, who made my play, my first player die junior. Uh -huh. To which I didn't want to kill his character. Uh -huh. So I specifically kind of made it that he took my guy out. <laughs> what a what a series of convoluted nonsense. Oh, yeah. And then after that session where basically three out of the five players are either unconscious or dead. Because I think after the intellect of hour, my guy died because of it. Probably. And I think I ended up killing the player that I beat the first player with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then after the GM's like, hey, so uh, I don't know if your character, you know, would, I don't know if that would really happen like that. Uh, if you want, you can kind of keep your character. And I, I messaged him like, hey, I'm not coming back, man. Um, no, thanks. Well, if it Goodbye. isn't the consequences of his own actions, <laughs> consequences yeah. of my own actions. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, I messaged the, the player, the new player that I liked, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, I'm leaving the game. It was nice meeting you. Uh, you should probably find a new group because this guy is a fucking asshat. Uh, and I don't know. I haven't that heard player from, never played D&D &D again. <laughs> I fucking get bro. I feel so bad for that guy. Like. It's possible. What the actual shit? Yeah, yeah. What a good time. You know, you had told right? us some of that story before, but you did give us the full birth of it. That was what a what a hilarious. Yeah. You, yeah. What a I, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> so shite. <laughs> fucking a. <laughs> like nothing but railroading and fucking taking like you know. That's you know, actually removing players. That's like man. legit removing yeah, players' yeah. agency. Yeah. Here, yeah. Okay. It's like, your decisions don't little... matter. Go do the thing. You're like, but here, here's uh, a tip. For, for all you listeners, if you're at an Adventurers League game, right, and the DM says anything even remotely similar to, I'm doing this for the paycheck, or the fucking yeah, Adventurers League, that is, the, the did, Adventurers League credit in this case. He did basically say, I'm doing this leave. for her paycheck. Just leave. Don't give him the benefit. Just uh, walk out, because then he's not going to get the Adventurers League points, and maybe he'll rethink his stupid ass actions. He probably won't, but he might. Uh, damn, he really just said, I'm here for a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> it's really yeah. funny. If, 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 if guy's uh, being asshat and he's running your party, you have uh, the, the sessions canceled approval. To cancel Burn your session. <laughs> Burn it all to the ground. Burn it all yeah. to the ground and cancel that session. Yeah. To stay on brand, you know. Mm. All right, Isaiah, how do you segue us into out of this? <laughs> well, so we we're, yeah, we're you know, we've talked a little bit about like the whole agency thing and, and whatnot. Uh, so I think we should sort of go over like just a quick example uh, to, to the, the listeners who, who've not picked up quite on like the, the. The the application of agency. Hmm. Player agency is in this instance, you know, choosing to save a town from a demon incursion and knowing, right, if the DM tells you, if you don't save this town, they're fucked. Everything burns to the ground. The demons are going to move to the next town. Then it's going to be a bigger problem. If your players go, or if you as players go, yeah, we don't want to do that. That's having agency. And assuming yeah. that the DM does not, you know, you can be punished for not doing it, 
you made your decision. Your decision has consequences. Taking the ability agency, for, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, the no, ability no, no. for you to say, we're not doing that, and then the DM not obviously doing some weird roundabout shit to put them in front of you anyway, mm. that's having agency. Yeah. If the DM if just had the, like a bunch of the flaming fist turn around, like as soon as you're like, no, we're not dealing with this, turns around flaming fist guard right behind you, a sword aimed directly at your chest. No, no, you have to go save the town. It's like, motherfucking, I hate this. <laughs> True. So yeah, that, that would be taken away your agency. If you say we're not going to work for the flaming fists and then you get in you know time skip wise you get locked up in prison overnight and they take away maybe 10 gold pieces from you you still have your agency you're just being punished for your decision um agency is not for any of the dms who are people who are looking to run or running agency is not saying well my players can well you know when they fought those trolls they could have chosen to cast a spell or swing a sword that's not agency that's not age. Just that's don't just, even don't. That's just don't play. Yeah, that's playing the game. Don't kid me or yourselves. I'll smack you. Don't do it. Uh, now, you might be wondering to you know to some people who are like, why is this important? Because you might be a little more of a passive player, and or you might be someone who doesn't really. Like, you just kind of want to go with the flow. Fair enough. No shame in that. Um, a lot of, more often than not, agency is really what provides the depth of any player-driven experience, right? It gives uh, the GM's world, whatever they're doing, it gives it a sort of lived-in feel, and it kind of allows players to go from just sort of active participants watching the events of the campaign fold out from the couch and turns you into more of an active participant who's collaborating in the storytelling experience. Uh, now, I know that there are definitely people who are like, well, you can't give players agency 100% of the time. Which then for leads into like, how much agency should you give your players, right? Like, you have to walk a fine balance and at times you might take their agency away. As long as there's a logical, grounded reason for it, mm, you know? Or let me ask you guys, because so now you sort of get my my opinion on it, right? How much agency do you think a player should have at any given time? Uh, as much as reasonably would make sense in the fiction. Yeah, yeah, for their character, <laughs> which is for, maybe perhaps a bit of a cop out answer. Another way you could phrase it is: it depends. It depends. Yeah, yeah. honestly, it, it depends because like I've been in instances where. All right, I'll ask you guys if this is like me as a you know DM. Did I take uh, a player's agency away? We've probably all been in the situation where you know party is trying to sneak in someplace, or the party wants to you know enter the castle, and they're they they have you know a multitude of ideas of how to do it. You have the one sneaky character who's like, guys, I'll just I'll go in, I'll scout it out, and I'll come back. The rest of the party is full of just, you know, they're just like, nah, we just want to kick down the door. An argue ensues where most of the, the, you know, the party who wants to just kick down the door are arguing with the one player who wants to sneak. Me as a DM being like, and I don't know if you guys, you know, running for rogues. This has happened where the sneak mission becomes the rogue is playing a mini game where he's just stealthing. And the rest of the party are sitting with their thumbs up their asses, waiting for him to finish his mini game. 
Yep. It's the yeah. it's the hacker problem in cyberpunk games. Yeah. So as a DM, you know, I said, hey, you know, let's put it to a vote. And, we'll, you know, whatever the outcome is, is the outcome. Obviously, sneaky character got, you know, outvoted immediately. So as the rest of the party are like, all right, we're going to go kick down the door. The sneaky character basically as the party kicked the door down, snuck away. And during his turn, their, their turns would be stealthing and basically doing everything that they the scouting ahead that they were going to do immediately and not sticking with the party. Uh huh. So by putting it up to a vote, was I taking trying to like take the player's agency away? Because in my mind, I felt like I I gave the option out there. I knew the outcome that was going to happen, but I'm like, you know what? Let me at least see like what at least the players would want to do. Like, let me put it in their hands rather than just be like, no, sneaky guy, you can't do that. We are kicking down the door. Uh, well, it, it, it doesn't sound like you at any point stopped the players, right? Yeah, that, that's, no. that's another interesting gray area where you didn't take a player's agency away. The players told the player, no, because we want to play the game too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you could make maybe make an argument that other like several players took one player's agency away. But I, that's that gets way too into the weeds about what agency really is and who can how to yeah you know, that gets a little too deep into it. Yeah, but I think it would, it's just easy to say you did not take their agency away, but the players chose to not let that player do something. Yeah. Or you have the, the classic example of you're at dinner with Strahd and the rest of the party are trying to talk to Strahd and you have the one barbarian who's just like must resist axe to face must kill vampires. And then just bursts up from the table and tries to murder Shrod when you're trying to be diplomatic with them. And it's like, as a DM, then it's like, because I've I've read so many horror stories about players who have either tried to fight Strahd during that diplomatic scene, DMs who have shut players down for trying to fight during the diplomatic scene, other players shutting down other players for trying to fight during the diplomatic scene, and then other players who shut down the diplomatic players because they just wanted to fight during the diplomatic scene. <laughs> it's like nobody wins in this situation. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a wild circle jerk of being like, I want to kill, but I don't want to kill. I don't care. Well, I don't care that you don't care. Well, I don't care that you don't care that I don't care. I think and like, the difference. What do you want to do? I just want to leave Barovia for love of God. I, yeah. I, I like just real quick. I, can we just like smash cut to our characters ready? So ready to throw hands <laughs> with Strahd, so, and then him being so like, "Y'all want dinner?" Die. And we all which went, "Yeah, hey, shit, I could eat." Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess. I think my yeah, favorite was shit, when Strahd's like, "Guys, I just want to die," and then my character's like, "Okay," stands up, pulls out back <laughs> yeah. the rest of the party. No, no, no! Hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, what, dude? What? I, um, what was Adrian slash Aridin? Was he a cleric? Or oh, I was cleric. Be yeah. Like, yeah, I was a cleric. So I was just like, you know. Listen, man, like, you know, I'll do the holy thing if you want. We can, you know, I, I could chop off your head. I could, you know, put a stake through your heart. Whatever way is more comfortable for you to die, I'm here for you. I got you, bud. For the, for <laughs> the Raven for Queen. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll comfort you in the last few moments like that creepy doctor. <laughs> I'm down. 
I think the thing about Matt, you, uh, you know, you deciding whether to let the sneaky guy sneak or not or whatever, yeah. you know, and the players being like, no, we're going in. Um, the thing there. So yeah. you as the GM didn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. The thing there is that. Uh, this is where we start to get into that that power dynamic discussion. Yeah. Um, the GM, you know, the GM of a game has a different power dynamic to the players of a game. So when people mm. talk about removing player agency, they are almost always referring to the GM taking player agency away from the players because the GM is in a position where they can more readily do that. And the social contract power dynamic is that that's more accepted is that the GM is going to sort of fuck with, take away, remove, adjust, you know, the agency of your actions. When you're getting into a player on player situation, you know, can one player remove another's agency? Yes, obviously. But it's not the same kind of deal as when a GM does it. So it's sort of a different topic and it can still be a problem. But generally, if if a player is sort of fucking with what another player can do, generally that sort of will make sense in the fiction and it's almost not the agency removal so much as it is another player is doing something it's it's kind of the it's what my character would do situation a little bit you know (laughs) they're doing something that their character might reasonably try to do and other characters arguing with them and it's all sort of making sense in the fiction it sort of checks out nobody's being actively like held at gunpoint and you know as long as the players are mostly being cordial about it and sort of working it out whether in or out of character it's fine for the most yeah. part you just hey. as the gm that's when you go from being the referee to being the babysitter where you have mm-hmm. to kind of decide are the children playing too rough or not if they're playing too rough i'm going to stop them but if they're not playing too rough and one of them power slams the other one into the couch eh, he'll probably be okay i'll just let it happen yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> it's the thing. That, it's the thing where you watch your two your 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 animals are like fighting with each other, and you're trying to decide if you should step in or let them work it out between each other because you know they're dogs, and sometimes dogs need to like figure out who's in charge and who's not. And so you sort of sit there and watch them and go, "All right, if one of them really starts to bite the other, I'm gonna stop them. But for now, I'm gonna let them work this out because I think they need to work this out." Yeah. So in short like, words, you pull. Sorry, uh, sorry, Matt. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, no, 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 what were you gonna say? I could, I could in short words, out. you pull the 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 Doctor Sarazar from go, from the Godzilla movies. Let them fight, right? Yeah, you know, there's because <laughs> there is a certain degree of like not to complain, not complain. What? Huh? Hey? Mm-hmm. Not to mm-hmm. compare mm-hmm. players okay. to dogs because mm. that's weird, but. There is kind of an analogy there where if you're someone, if, you know, anyone who's owned multiple animals in the same house has pretty much always dealt with this situation where the two animals interact and, you know, one might be bossing around the other, but you're like, you kind of let it happen because you're like, they need to figure out what each other's deal is. They need to figure out who's in charge. 
that's just what they do. So I'm just going to let it happen. But if, you know, if the cat swipes the dog in the nose and cuts his face open, I'm obviously going to stop him. But if we don't get to that point, you know, a little hissing is okay. With players, it's like sometimes you kind of do the same thing where you go, okay, they're having a bit of a tension, but I'm going to let them have this tension because it's probably something they should work out. But if it gets ugly, I'll stop them. <laughs> you know, like it's yep. a thing. Again, not literally comparing people to dogs, but like it's <laughs> it's the same mentality. Well, so you, you well, I mean, to, to, to take it away from the animals, you go from the referee to the peacekeeper, right? Yeah, as long, basically. Like, players can have a disagreement. They can have an argument. As long as it's peaceful, it's fine, right? The yeah. second there's like mud flinging of any kind, name calling, yeah, you know, threatening of violence, unless it's the GM threatening the player yeah. with violence, in which case you just start to hold that. But <laughs> um, yeah, any of that, that's when you can be like, all right, cut the shit, act like adults. That's what we are. Talk this out. I or hope, just get I up hope we're adults. Don't play with children. If you're an adult, don't play with children. Unless you're running adventures league, but don't be an asshole about it. Oh, well, yeah, if you're specifically. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's different. <laughs> Actually, have you guys ever read like the the Young Adventurers books that Wizards no. of the Coast have made? Dude, nope. they're actually they're like, I, I have a couple. They're they're pretty cool. They're, they're pretty interesting books. They, they have whole brand new art for all the like monsters and characters and stuff. Like if you need inspiration for like a new character, the one they separate each book from like, you know, here's monsters. Then here's like bigger monsters. Then here's like melee fighters, spellcasters, dungeons, big bad evil guys. If you want inspirations for shit, just look up huh. those the Young Adventures book. They're fucking maybe, super sick. Maybe the Monster Manual should just be organized that way, or have a have a section for that. That'd be yeah. that'd be crazy. One day, one day. Imagine, imagine. I hate imagine all the I hate, people. I, can I just say, I fucking hate it when companies do shit like that, where they have a really good idea for a thing related to their product, but they release it as like a secondary or tertiary product, not related to the main product. Then you look at it and go, why is not this in the main product? I yeah, because you're like, I'm never going to look at this other thing. Yeah, yeah well, hate, there's no rules for like how to play in the Young Adventures Guide. No, it's I know. mostly but, like, but yeah, that, here's the monster. Here's how deadly is it? Is it right. one to five stars? And you're like, wait, no, why I guess. is it getting star rating? <laughs> I know there's no there's no rules, but I'm saying the concept of organizing monsters by like, here's the caster monsters, and here's the fighter monsters, and here's the big oh, bad evil yeah. guy style monsters. Why doesn't the DMG or the monster manual have monster a man. section that breaks monsters down in that fat? Like, that's a good idea. Well, they, said, I, they organize oh, them by oh, like, category like you know how it used to be was here are gith here are drow here are demons here yeah. are devils here are not, dragons that's not but now I, it's like we're gonna do it alphabetically so zuckmoy's at the end of the book yeah like, which is no. also not helpful <laughs> like yeah it's not helpful it's fucking on it's like it's unorganized so it's like but we put it at the end for z and it's like no put it at d for demons like you were doing and well, tell the rest of the people to go fuck themselves the, the problem read. the problem is that you don't know like <laughs> such a stupid thing the the problem is not even so much right <laughs> yeah the, the problem is not even so much that the problem is if for example if you don't know it's like oh i want an evil caster style villain monster there's no way to know that without just looking through but if they had a section where like here's the sort of castery type monsters you could use if you need something like that and you could just look at that and go, oh, okay, I'll look for those. And then you could look through the alphabetical stuff. Like it should be, a, I'm not saying the whole book should be organized that way. I'm saying it should be 
you know, whether it's alphabetical or by, or by type, whatever, but it should be, here's all the monsters, and then here's a section categorizing the types of monsters. Anyway, I, this is not yeah. relevant, but yeah. I, 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 fucking, I hate when companies do that shit where they have a good idea outside of the main thing. Yeah. What were we talking about? I've, Something about dogs. Yeah. I think dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> we basically kind of talked about everything that I had written down in my notes. Uh, nice. the, the answer that depends good. on a number of factors, uh, you know, not including but not limited to the game system, the genre of the game. Uh, for example, like, if you, like, player agency is really important unless you're playing something like a horror game, right? Because sort of the, the whole point, the, the crux of truly being scared by something is that you are not in control of a situation, right? I guarantee you, if any if the fucking campers in Friday the 13th were aware, you know, just throw Jason in the fucking water, they would have done that. It would have been a lot less scary because there was a solution to the problem. In Call of Cthulhu, there is no solution to the problem. Your character is going to lose your mind, and that's sort of what you signed up for. So you're more okay with not having that agency. Um... Well, so that's where you get into that funny thing. So, so you do have agency in that scenario. The agency you have is agreeing to the GM. Uh, fuck me up, fam. Yeah, well, your your agency, you are your you agency are, is a you are purposefully and knowingly relinquishing your agency. You're relinquishing your character's control, but the agency you have is the. It's 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 the uh, mm, do I go into the weird play? Do I make this weird? Let's make this weird. All right. It's it's kind of like BDSM. <laughs> oh. oh, you oh. see, hmm. I, I immediately know what you're going. <laughs> yeah, well, because it is right, because, you know, it, it's the thing where it's like if somebody ties you up in a horny way, you 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 have no control over the situation. You are hogtied. But the agency you have is that you agreed to be hogtied. You asked for someone to do it, and then also presumably you have a safe word, which is also part of the agency thing, right? So, like, it's kind of the same idea where if you're playing the horror game, the agency you have as a player is, yes, GM, I am giving you permission to, as I said, fuck me up, fam. Uh, and if you turn my, if you rip my character's, you know, uh, control away from if you rip the control of my character completely away from me and turn them into a horrifying goopy oopy monster on the floor uh yeah it's okay because i agreed to let you do that that was that was me taking control of my agency and also tied into that should be essentially a safe word which is like all right you're pissing me off gm like reel it in bud you know or you're doing yeah. a little too much of x y or z thing or whatever reel it in i was about to say would this be added into the I mean, not exactly the X card, just like this. Yes, it's sort like, of it's sort uh, of adjacent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's like an adjacent thing. The, the X card is is uh, the X card is 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 intended to be kind of a shorthand for when you don't have the. <laughs> the X card is when you go to pay the hooker for the BDSM session and like she has a set of rules that she just uses because you don't really have time to talk it out because you and the hooker aren't dating. Right. So you don't have a lot of time to like go through the whole thing. So we have a couple of shorthands in case things get ugly because like that's her job. It's that kind of situation. I just I just love that Josh is just digging himself deeper. I'm not wrong. I'm not saying anything heinous. No, he's not. You're just you're like, you know what? 
We're gonna make it weirder. Yeah, I mean, you fuck what? whatever. <laughs> make it weird. <laughs> I start. Look, I went down the path, so here we are. But it's literally you what did. it is. You it's committed. literally what it is, right? That's, the X card. You're like, you're like, all right. And the drow is gonna hit you with his short sword for eleven damage. <laughs> Oh, harder, daddy. Excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's like, because you got to remember, the X card was literally designed for, like, convention play. That's what it was made for originally. Because the whole point is that you have an X on the table. And when you're in, because again, like hiring the hooker, you don't have a lot of time at the convention to explain to the GM all your deep past traumas or whatever. So... You have the X card on the table, and if the GM steps over the line, you tap the card and say, hey, yo, reel it in, right? That's what it was designed for. So, yeah, the X card is sort of a, an adjacent thing to that agency. It's when you don't have time to discuss the player agency fully, so you use kind of a shorthand version. I don't, I don't, I don't know really necessarily where I'm going with this, but yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to keep using the BDSM analogy until I run out of ideas. Yeah. You know. Um, I you know I put a few more points in here like what is a situation where you know a player might have their agency taken away and it's not necessarily like this intentional uh, issue and I I've, I pretty I think I've whittled it down to two pretty good situations the first one being is like you know as I said before or I didn't say it before but you know uh, some other things that could be taken into account is you know like I said system genre number of players. Uh, the player and DM experience uh, playing the game context is always the biggest one and like group familiarity. If you've got, say, an experienced GM who's got, you know, that and that GM knows that all their players are new to the game and they don't know, really know the flow of the motions. You can definitely have a situation where a GM might, you know, take their, you know, I don't even at that point. Yeah, you get into another weird where you're not really taking their agency away. You're just sort of leaving things a little more closed ended in railroady because the players might not know the extent of their ability uh, in the narrative itself. You know, like players might so, not know that they can just go. Well, I just want to walk left. I mean, here's the th you want to you want to get like <laughs> you want to get really down this rabbit hole. You want to play pedantic land. I mean, not necessarily, but well, you know, not in a bad way. I'm just saying. so. Here's the thing. This is why this is like a nigh impossible topic, mm -hmm. because yeah, if you get really, really into the game design philosophy weeds, mm -hmm. you could make the argument that every time mm -hmm. you ask a player to make a saving throw, you're removing player agency. Okay. Obviously, that's an incredibly extreme example, and <laughs> and that is, <laughs> in a way, a kind of agency removal that everyone has just uh, agreed to non-verbally, right? We all just go with that because it's part of the game. It's part <laughs> of the, as I love to say, part of the social contract. Yep. In the same way, you pay the hooker because, you know, you're supposed to. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> you know. It's like, all right, guys, the rocks uh, are falling down the, the landslide. Everybody make a deck save. No, DM. I don't want to. Right. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you bad. take 30 damage. No, yeah. I don't want right. to. Right. It, I, so, yeah. It's, it's so, it, yes, it, it, you, you can you get can, really hold on, hold on. But I, I, hold on, hold on. I, I have a point. I have a point. I promise. Hey. 
<laughs> so yes, if you want to really get into the philosophy of it, you can get that deep down onto the into the weeds. Um, but you know, there's a lot of stuff like that in tabletop and and in life. I will drop the hooker analogy this time, but you know, you can imagine what <laughs> other examples in life there might be to this. Um, where the agency removal is a thing we all just agreed to prematurely before anything else was even discussed or thought about. It's all just like, yeah, that's the thing we do. It's fine. You know, when you buy something at the grocery store, you're not appalled when they ask you for money. Right. Um, So there's a lot of that. And that's obviously a situation where it's fine to remove the agency because that's kind of the point on a more broad and more loose level of things. I think it's generally fine to remove player agency when it is for the player's benefit. Oh, it. All right. Should I? I I am like gasping. I I just had a. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to use the BDSM comparison again, Mm. but I just had another thought. But yes, you dirty bitch. (laughs) Well, because it's a really good. The reason I keep using is because it's actually kind of a good analogy for the whole thing. Mm, so we know but, someone who's failing no nut november uh i listen you know matt i'm not even into the bdsm thing which is why it's kind of funny um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what i mean is when it's for the player's benefit is when it adds an element you know when there's a when there's something about it that adds to the element of the fun or the interest so mm-hmm. for example uh, you know, a lot of people love to say, uh, don't tell the player characters how they feel. You know, never control, right. never control or dictate their emotional state. Which I agree to sometimes. <laughs> most of the time, I agree to that most of the time. The thing is, is if you think about in real life, there will be times where you'll have a gut reaction to a thing that is not your logical reaction and is not necessarily how you're even really feeling. It's sort of your very, it's your reptile brain kicking in type of reaction, right? And so if the characters walk into a room and see a horrifying scene and you explain, you all get a bit of a, uh, a lurching in your stomach as you feel like the bile kicking up and you try to hold back throwing up. Something like that, I think, is an okay example of effectively taking away a character a character's agency because it's enhancing the moment it's adding to the scene you're you're making a point and you're not doing it for a long period of time and it's not something really really drastic right like in the grand scheme whether the character throws up or not is not that isn't relevant it's not going to do anything so by just throwing that in there a little bit it, it adds to the effect it can add to the moment so that's that's where I think taking away agency or the classic example is the cutscene, and i mean this mm. both in video games but also the the tabletop equivalent you need something to happen you know it's gonna be cool if it happens you don't want your players to like fuck with it you want them to trust you and let it happen so you you take away for a moment uh the control that the character, you know, the players have over the characters and something happens. And then the players react after the thing happens. You know, you describe something that's happened and then you go, okay, 
now you're here what do you do so you know a classic example uh, a portal opens up next to you guys it like tears a hole in reality and the the force of the like you know the the vacuum-esque energy the force of the portal opening sucks all of you guys through you're all pulled through the portal and spat out the other side you all look around and stand up you all look down you see that there's sand at your feet you're somewhere on a beach in the middle of nowhere there's a guy in a hood talking to you cryptically he's saying something about getting norded you don't know why that's just <laughs> Actually, GM, I use my reaction as the portal open to throw my grappling right, hook at the exactly. nearest pillar, and then exactly, I stay and I pull Matt. myself out of the portal so that doesn't happen to me. Right. That's a situation where I think it's fine to take away your player agency because you don't want the player to be like, I use my reaction a bit. No, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Trust me. I'm doing a cool thing. This is going to be worth it. Just let me take away your control for a minute. That's the kind of situations where I think it's, you know, A, it makes sense, mm-hmm. and B, it's actually justified. Actually, DM, I bought the Planescape book. I have the portal feet, which means uh, portals don't work on suck me. Suck my balls. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and it's, it's, I think one of the keys to it, too, is not doing it for an extended period of time. I think that's really important. You may enjoy getting tied up and slapped with a paddle, but you're only going to do it for an hour. If you do it for 24, at a certain point, your body's going to give out. You're going to want some water and food, maybe go to the bathroom, you know. I, I think generally player agency removal type stuff should be short, condensed situations if you're going to do it. There may be, you know, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, obviously. There may be some situation where it makes a lot of sense for an extended period of time, like something happens in the fiction where it makes sense. But generally, I say keep them on the short end. You know, the, the cutscene example, don't mm-hmm. explain something that's going on for like 30 minutes straight. Your players are going to tap out eventually yeah. in the same way that watching a 30 minute cutscene in a video game. Eventually, you just stop caring <laughs> because you're like, I what just want to play the video game. What you didn't the new call of duty? Are you saying you didn't enjoy eight hours of cutscenes that was Metal Gear 4? I haven't Sleepian. played Metal Gear 4, and one of the main reasons I haven't is because I know the final stretch of the game is two hours straight of cutscenes. How could you? I, it's like watching a movie. Yeah. It's no, like I know. watching four movies. I know. Yeah. I know. It's like the new God of War games. Four movies. For the price of four movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's so, you know, as a general rule of thumb, keep them on the shorter end. You know, again, and also, plus, if you're tied up for too long, the ropes are really going to start digging into your arms and legs and shit. They're going to leave marks and bruises. You know, I said I was going to drop this bit. I'm not dropping this bit. <laughs> hmm. You know, Fucking you know, the, the episode like picture is going to have to be now, right? No, Josh? no. God, I wish Matt, but no, <laughs> no, you just got to get one like big sensor bars and then a gimp. And then you gotta- just get the what okay, is it? That's get really the, funny, what, but I'm not going the, to the tiny. What are the tiny? Um. People called in League of Legends, Yordle, Yordle, the Yordle Gimp from fucking Arcane. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> yeah. I hate it here. Uh, you a hey, you started this. Not I know I, I did. Say. I know I did. I know I did. I don't. You look, brought this tool to the table, and now we're all using it. Look, it just what happens. It just really works as an analogy, you know. It does. Look, I'm not saying that tabletop role playing and sex have a lot of things in common, but I, that is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, I'm about to test yes. your constitution. Yes. Huh? It, 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 following off what Josh said earlier, you can get very pedantic about it. Um, the practicals are really what we're focusing on, for the record. 
Well, yeah, um, obviously, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, there's. No, I know, because I well, because look, there are certainly people who who might argue like that exact argument you made, and then you you know you have to be like, well, yes, but practically speaking, wait, which yes, but actually no. Which exact yeah. argument? Oh, you uh, mean like, like it? It just ever it's a, it's an infinitely expanding like Gordian oh, knot of yes, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. having, you know, um, yes, yeah. Can I, I actually say. do want to also add to the whole like, you know, it's what my character would do thing. Because I kind of I kind of hate that term. I do, too. Just yeah, just because it get it when most people say it like, you know, if you have a good group, it's fine. <laughs> they say it to be a shitlord. <laughs> exactly. When they say it, it means that shit's about to go down. Um, And I've had that where I talked to actually in the three year game before that, because a couple of my players would used to do that. And then we had like, I don't want to say we broke the habit as a group. But instead, what we would do is I would be like, hey, guys, hold on time out. Like, we, can we talk about this. Um, I know you really I know your character would really, 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 really stab the guy. But it's bad manners for the rest of the group who really don't want that to happen. Rest of the group, do you all agree or am I uh, am I wrong? And then the rest of the group would be like, yeah, can you please not do that? I get your character really wants to stab this guy but it's going to fuck up every other thing and I don't want to fight. I don't have any HP left. I didn't short rest. I don't have any spell slots. I'm the warlock. So, you know. I'm the warlock. <laughs> it's like, you know, you just got to, again, the communication. Talk to, talk, talk to your Wait, players. Does that, does that analogy mean that just the warlock is just never in the mood to fight? It's like, well, I'm the yeah, warlock. But, I can't do this. And it's like, yeah, basically, it's like, unless I take my nap, I, I can't fight, guys. I just, I, I just, I can't do it. I wasted my spell slots. I casted fireball three, you know, twice. I'm, I'm done. I'm done for the day. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, you're correct. I don't really have anything to add. I, I no, also hate the, it's my player, what my character would do. Uh, defense. I'm. Just, I was just using it because it, it's a good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I'm. A, I'm. I get. It. I get it. it. You know, it, it worked in the context of what I was saying, basically. Yeah. But yeah, no. yeah. No. But definitely I just don't, to add that. Definitely don't use it to defend shitty behavior. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't don't use it to justify mm-hmm. being an asshole. If you yeah. if you're gonna be an asshole. Don't ruin it for everybody else who's actually like who would do something logical and contextual. Hey, right? Because I think the, the the biggest thing about it's what my character would do. You have to ask yourself: Is it really yeah. in a vacuum? Sure, right? Absolutely, yes. right? Yeah, in, right. In a yeah, vacuum, yeah. your character, if was was if they were invited to the table by Strahd, would almost certainly throw hands. Yeah, oh, sh- um, yeah, I know what we're gonna say. I, I'm sure Aridin would have just would have just like yes, I want to throw hands. Yes, I don't. Care. Well, Valent, they would have for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I have an example. Um, I have an example from Icewindale. Um, that we actually it, it kind of semi started an argument, but after what afterwards, we kind of all reluctantly all agreed with it. Where the the end of the campaign, I'm Doctor Evil. Uh, my evil lich warlock patrons are like, hey, you did this really cool thing. Thanks for giving me the MacGuffin. Uh, give me a second while I ponder the MacGuffin orb and uh, become become basically a god. I'm like, all right, neat. Everything's falling to pieces. This is great. I see this as an absolute win. Turns around, sees the rest of my party being like, 
The fuck are you doing? What is that? I'm like, guys, don't worry. He's on our side. What What you got there? Smoothie. Yeah, basically, basically, literally what I'm doing. <laughs> and so half the party were like, well, we have to stop him. And then I did the thing where I stood in between my patron pondering the MacGuffin and my party trying to talk them down from wanting to attack an all powerful lich <laughs> and the guy who's giving my giving me my magic. And so out of character, we had to have the discussion being like, do we want to do this? Do we want to like have a because this is going to cause like a you know player on player fight yeah and so i i said to the player you know the rest of the group i'm like listen like you know if a fight breaks out it's a you know it's okay like i i should have told the, the rest of the group i'm like listen if it if a fight breaks out i have to side with my patron you know my character doesn't want to kill you guys but he will defend his patron and if you guys and your character have to take out my guy, Dr. Evil, uh, as a player, Matt out of character is okay with it. And so you have to like kind of play like not play these games, but like you have to like kind of talk out of, you know, as the person, are you okay with it to bring it back into the game? It's a little it's not metagamey. It's like, again, it's just having the conversation and then being like, Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. Okay. All right. Good game. All right. Let's go back in. And yeah, eventually, yeah. yeah. And eventually the players agreed that they're like, well, we don't want to kill Matt's character. I guess we'll see what happens with the Lich. And then they all kind of um, like, I, I basically ended up winning the argument, you know, if you call it an argument, but the rest of the players were not happy about it because <laughs> they're like, Damn, we really want to kill Matt's patron. He's fucking evil. Which also means Matt's character is evil. And I'm like... Character named Dr. Evil. What? Yeah, basically. Uh, well, no. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, he well, wasn't no. actually Again. named Dr. Evil. No, remember, I was I was low-key. He was, <laughs> was low-key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whenever, when we were going to be, you know, the, the, the Norse pantheons, and then everyone else gave up on the idea. Right. <laughs> I'm I'll never forget. Like I'm still hurt by that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking about stuff on a on a on a player level, Matt. I think the thing Isaiah was getting at was even on a character level, the argument of it's what my character would do might be true if the character was alone, but dynamics change quite a lot when you're dealing with three other people yeah. in the situation. Yeah. So, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Let's take our party for example, right? The understanding was that. Originally, right, the conceit of uh, of uh, Luca, Dev, and Claw have been friends for at least a few months at this point. And if you expand that out, you know, Claw being like, I'm just going to walk dick first into that fucking evil castle. Everything will be fine. And then he up and died. That's something that Claw would do because Claw put himself in danger first and foremost and told his friends, well, if it gets bad, just leave my ass, like, just run. Who fucking cares, right? That's one thing. But if if Claw had not taken eight chronic longswords to the chest and went, well, I just want to kill Strahd. It's like, but we'll all die. And then he goes, yes, and that is a risk I'm willing to take. Is it, though, right? Because presumably you you want to hang like people you spend time with you want to spend more time with them you don't want to throw them into the lion's den and be like 
deuce and be gone, you know? Although Claw did roll it to attack those those hags and did almost yes. get us killed, but it's fine. Yes, he it's did. It's fine. We talked our way out of it. Well, there was no TPK. I, I, I think also there's just the very simple and classic example that if you're traveling with a group of people and, you know, in a D&D context, you're almost always traveling with a group of people who are, you know, keeping each other alive. Then anytime you get into a situation where it's like, oh, well, it's what my character would do. That's going to be affected by the fact that, oh, I'm traveling with this gaggle of idiots who's keeping me alive. This is something my character might want to do, but might not reasonably achieve be achievable because it's going to remove this gaggle of idiots who are protecting me. You know, and we are, you know, I mean, they're protecting each other, but, you know, in the same like in our descent into Avernus game, you know, could pause have killed all three of the uh, good guy characters in the middle of the night in their sleep? Absolutely. But then Paz would have been alone in hell by himself. And uh, it probably wouldn't have gone very well. <laughs> you know? It would not have, no. So it's the the idea of it's what my character do often could be explained away or justified of this is what my character would do, but my character's not going to because they understand that these three other idiots that my character is currently with would disapprove of this and then that would be bad for my own safety. Yeah. You, you can you can sort of extrapolate it into the idea of like accepting cost, right? It's not if you get <laughs> your players ki- if you get your teammates killed and you are completely okay with and you accept that, well, I mean there's nothing really we can do to help. Like you you've just accepted that cost. You gotta hold that. Yeah. But most people aren't sociopaths, right? <laughs> well even most a sociopath. Are not that. Even a sociopath, like a serial killer is still, I mean, you know, if a serial killer's living with their mother, they're still generally going to be like, ah, I should probably keep her alive. She feeds me. You know what I mean? Oh, well, Even I, if they I, are I, a sociopath. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, sociopath isn't. You're just fine with your friends being genuinely pissed off at you and you don't care. Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing about it's actually not that hard. I mean, in my opinion, it's not that hard to play a selfish character in D&D. It's actually quite easy because you could be a selfish piece of shit and just look at all the allies around you as tools. But you still keep them around, you know, like, yeah, well, so what I was going to say is if if your character is like a klepto, right, if you roll into your backstory, my character is a straight up kleptomaniac. I steal things because I have an addiction to stealing things. And that gets the party in trouble. Yeah, sure. Like you can do that understand that there is like temperance there right don't just fucking try to steal the king's crown and get all the players killed but there is something to say about accepting the cost if you're fine with your player with other players getting mad at you and that sort of like resulting in you maybe not being at a table because of the way you act i fucking guess but most people aren't like that and i think most people wouldn't want to be coined as someone who is that kind of problematic so well almost certainly isn't going to be that common even even not in that scenario like oh my character's a kleptomaniac and then the other players go oh are you gonna like try to steal from us every goddamn night we'd rest or whatever and then you as a player go no i'm not going to because my player is smart enough to understand that trying to steal from the barbarian who's protecting his ass you know he might cleave my head into 
I'm dumb enough to understand that's probably a bad idea. And if we need to travel for the next several weeks together, if I piss off the barbarian, uh, you know, he's probably not going to cover my ass the way I need him to. So, no, I'm not going to steal from you guys as, you know, characters, right? Like, there's lots of ways to just very easily come up with an explanation, you know? And it's like, okay, uh, if you're playing the klepto character, are you going to try and steal from NPCs all the time? And it's like, yeah, I probably will try to steal from NPCs. But if you guys, you know, if you guys in character elect to let my ass get beat, that's fine. Like that, that makes sense. (laughs) You know, like Mm. it's so easy to just justify it and not use the Nuremberg defense, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, yeah just it's if if your defense is it's what my character would do i i don't know fucking i'm gonna kick you with the nads (laughs) whether you have nads or not (laughs) uh this felt like a weird tangent all all of that to say Mm. you don't have to do what your character would do 100 percent of the time use common sense be logical be reasonable more than logical well or or just find a way to justify doing what your quote-unquote character would do (laughs) you know and accept the cost yeah like, well, no, no. What I mean is do something that you might think initially is out of character, but then find a way to justify it because there almost oh. always is a way. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like there's almost always a way to back justify essentially retcon <laughs> what your character was thinking. Because it's very rarely a scenario where you can't. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, you, you kind of on you, you answered. I, I didn't have that many points here, but uh, you did sort of answer in your own way. Uh, like, is there a situation where you would take that agency away from players? Uh, it is. Yeah, and I pretty much had the same answer that you did. Um, <laughs> so, Matt, do you have any thoughts on that? Like unique thoughts that weren't already said? Uh, not not really. I think. We we kind of touched on everything, but yeah, no player player agency's agency is, you know, it's pretty important. And uh, sorry, my brain died like mid sentence uh-huh. for no reason. Uh, player agency good. Uh, don't take it away. Give players agency, uh, but not not too much. No, do take it away, but only take it away when it makes sense to take it away. Sure. Take it away reasonably, mm-hmm. because it is malleable, like all things in yeah. tabletop. Yeah. It's just valuable. Sorry, I just got hit with a wave of tired. Just don't mind. <laughs> con- like, you know, it's like it's don't, like don't yeah, mind don't control your the players. fucking player. Yeah. yeah, like that's where you get into that weird zone. Yeah. Or don't um don't like force a, a a decision on them where they are sort of ill-informed because you are indirectly removing agency in that regard. You know, if you choose that, if you tell them to make a choice between route a and route B, but you only explained what's going to happen if they take route a, you know, then you are, that is sort of an indirect way of taking agency because you are. Also, it didn't matter because all routes lead to point C. I mean, that too. There is that. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't, if there was never actually, if you were just hiding the choice in the background, just don't, just don't put the choice. There's just, I, I I will, I will say I, I've done the thing and this is, I don't, again, this isn't really, agency but i've done the thing in the the three-year game where i've set up a town i've made adventures and the players are like well instead of going to the setup town we're just going to go to town b 
out of nowhere. And then me mad as a GM being like, oh shit, what do I do? Wait a minute. I already prepped up city A. What if I just moved all the things to city B? Ah, uh, delightfully devilish Seymour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to be real. Um, uh, using <laughs> I've assets. I've done that, that multiple you, times, though, in the three game. Too. This, this <laughs> well, isn't like the, the fuzzy rules, even... which I may or may not have done and you can't prove otherwise. Well, here's the thing. Allegedly. That, that's not what I'm even talking about, because what you're saying, Matt, is players wanted to do a weird thing, so I just reuse my prep stuff. You didn't give them a false choice. They just made a weird decision. That's not yeah, what I was talking also, about was false choices. Yeah. And in, in that, and I, I agree with you that, that like I have done that as well, straight up because it's yeah, just works fine. Yeah. It's one of those things, right? Where they don't know what's in town a or B. They right. just know that there is a town a or B yeah. and you reasonably did not prep for town B. So for your players to expect that of you is unfair. So, like, you're, you have tools at your disposal, you're just using them. Now, if you tell players, right, if you literally tell them, you know, there's a, sh there's a shopkeep named Mahadi, and there's this thing that does this, and then they're like, oh, okay, we don't want to go there, we want to go to this other town, and then you just do that anyway, then yes, you have taken their agency away. You, you, have, you have set an expectation as to what they would find if they did a certain thing, mm -hmm. and then you have, therefore unfairly subverted that expectation uh, you yeah. gave you gave a false choice yes mm. okay yeah but yes your players just being like eh fuck off, fuck it we're just gonna go somewhere else because we feel like it different scenario mm. also a little bit of a dick move <laughs> a little bit but a reasonable uh, no, because the very option... reasonable dick move I mean not the eh. most yeah like not the most unreasonable dick move but you know, yeah a little annoying nonetheless I, I, you know, that's a whole topic of discussion. Like, oh, what if we just leave town and go collect bear asses instead? It's like, I mean, you <laughs> why? can. But why? Yeah, it's just. Why are you like this? I mean, it's the deadly so forest of dire bears do have a lot of bear asses. True. It's just so fucking. That's what you need to set up the bovine defense force. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That shit annoys me. I, I, I don't. That's a separate thing, so I won't go down rabbit hole, but why? Why are you like this? <laughs> mm. It really hey, is. Josh, I know you, you really made exploration a thing, but uh, I just want to hang out in the city. I want to open up a pizzeria. Not yeah. a pizzeria, a completely different organization. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we actually just make this a bit, uh, you know, a uh, business sim? Can I just, no, you know, can we just, absolutely can we just not. City? I just want to sell pizzas and like, can we learn, learn like the economics of fantasy gold and Trade routes and Bro, see about how do we get our history to, to expand. Listen, I'm a, I'm a history nerd, but that is a that is a certain type of nerdery I am not about. I do not give a fuck about ancient economics. Come on, Spicy economics. Wolf made economics fun. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm not going to look into how ancient economics of trading worked. Good. I don't want to know exchange. I don't want to know exchange rates. I'm good. All right, well, because I forgot to do it at the beginning of the session, and I'm pretty much out of things to talk about. Uh, do you want to tell them where they can find us? No, because you say it wrong every time. That's a shame. But they're never going to find us. No, but they are because they've already found us if they're hearing your voice currently. Mm. See, how would the rest of them find us? Those of them who haven't found us yet. 
Well, hitting the follow or subscribe button does not help you find us. It just informs you that we are still alive. Mm. Get, a little, get a little notification. Upload a thing. From a certain point of view, that's being found. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're lost in the woods and then someone has to find you, they, you know, they, they are both finding out that you are A, still alive, and B, finding you in general. That's not what this scenario is. It might be. You the follow or subscribe button implies you have already found it because in order to hit the follow or subscribe button, which you should do right now, you would have to already found us. <laughs> yeah. Tell us in the comments below. Have you don't had try your to, Don't try to do that thing where you away? don't 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 move the goalpost to try and make yourself right. This is not this is not that scenario. <laughs> I, I, what do you know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you ever had a bad experience like Matt did? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> I have. I've actually had a few of them, but I'm just not going <laughs> to. Not at Adventurers League. Not Adventurers League. I've had, I've had a few. And none of this mattered moments. Mm. Uh, yeah. I want to give Adventure League another shot. Yeah, I'm I mean, look, it it seems fun in the like speed run. How fast can your puzzle solving brain work? Like doing a dungeon run onto a timer. That seems fun to me. I would do that. That's not Adventurers League. Isn't uh, it the whole that, point of Adventures League is to like so that's to, some complete of the epics. Amount of time? No, that's they that's have they that's have competitive epics, play. But yeah, yeah which I don't know if they do that. Epic, they do have epics where they'll have uh, a big dungeon and everyone's timed in the four hours, and every group, you know, whoever completes the the adventure first wins, and that's they do thing. that kind of stuff sometimes. But those those are only in the epics of uh, Adventure League, not like everyday normal. Adventurers League is just a form of organized play where you get together in a shared space and everyone mm. plays with the same set of rules. And there's like restrictions it, on what books you can and can't use. And like, yeah, uh, and GMs, they have it's a GM sort of sign up to be GMs for Adventure League. And then you say, I'm yeah. looking for an Adventure League game for this module. And then you join with one of the GMs yeah. that said they were willing to GM. Like right now they have, um, they're coming out with a bunch for it's a uh, Facebook the Dragonlance group, one. Yeah, um, <laughs> Planescape. Uh, they, they have a shit ton. And again, you can just, if you don't want to run Adventure League, but you want to look up what they're doing, you can just buy the adventures from DMs Guild. Like I do. Hmm. It's like joining a Discord specifically to find games with randos. Mm. But in person. Yeah. In the flesh, and it, but it's officially run by D, by wizards. True, which is kind of the that's the main important thing is it's like an officially sanctioned thing. Yeah, I think it can also um have like effects on the lore and shit potentially, or at least that's happened in the past. I don't know if they do that so much anymore. That was the thing at one point. That'd be cool. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it has nothing to do with competitive competitive play does exist, but that's a separate thing. Hmm. Actually, okay, no, I, I will bring up one one instance of, and none of this mattered anyway. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, it was right before my first game exploded. Uh, we mm. had to fight this big werewolf boss. It was this huge thing. Huge. We were told, like, in the past, we, we were given, huge. like, two weeks to prep for it. Mm. He was like, you Brain. know, really plot all the stops, know your sheet, do, like, play like a pro gamer, basically, right? So that's what we all did. We like I I'm the strategist most of the time when I when I in a party, right? 
I'm like, okay, we do this. If it's someone, if you do that, then I can do this, and then you can do this, and then, then I can, and that person can bounce off that. I'm that guy. So I was DMing people for two weeks straight and getting battle plans together, getting like, I literally, I, I remember I was texting Aster and Ant, and I was like, okay, I am gonna do this thing with Aster. If that fails, and it probably will, you can do this thing, which can bounce off our thing, which will let us redo that thing. I, I was going hard, right? We get into this boss fight and it's tough. Like we're getting our asses kicked. It's it's rough and it's it's werewolves too, right? We're fighting like beefed up werewolves and then one like 20 foot tall werewolf. It was crazy. Uh, the first thing that happened, it's not really taking away our agency that, that everyone just kind of stopped and was like, are you fucking me right now? Was one of the players got bit and we're like, ah, shit. And in it was like oh it's everything's fine and then immediately the turn after the dm took our character sheet away it was just like nope you've lost control of this character they're werewolf now nothing you can do about it unless you you, you cure it right it was an instant werewolf shit you had you had one round and then it was just character's gone Jesus. uh so i was like oh shit character's been turned to werewolf okay i can fix this i have i have removed curse right so I, I, I use Remove Curse. There's a fifth level, sp- uh, or, or what is it? Or normally it's third level. Third, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it Greater Resto? I think I use Greater Resto or something. Mm. And I get told, okay, you have to make me two. It was like two wisdom checks or something. It, it was It was some sort of like, I have to roll two checks to see if I can break the curse. And we oh. were like, but why? Mm. And he's like, you should got to roll two. And we were like, but like like one. Okay, fair enough. I can understand being told yeah, to make that's one That's what I was check. just thinking. Why two? Yeah, but we were like, why two? He basically and just said roll with disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, tr- true. That would have like, I think that would have got us less annoyed. <laughs> Maybe. To be honest. Um, so we rolled twice, character gets saved, and now we're doing this. This this is going on throughout the fight, which is beyond infuriating. Mm. Um, and at the end, we pull out all the stops, we burn all of our stuff, and uh, my our friend Aster, who was playing a paladin, gets this like crazy strong crit in on this dude, uh, pumps his highest level smite into it, and all we get is okay you cut his arm off and then Astro's turn ended and then he go the dm goes okay well you cut his arm off and he runs out the door and the door shuts behind him uh. and we were like no 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 attack of opportunity no nothing just can't just can't do nothing just he just gone he just gone gone, gone. and he was like yep he's gone and then all uh. of us who were you know we were told for weeks this is a this is a fight to the death. This is already this this was us on downtime because we were like we just want to do some downtime activities. It's been real like really crazy. We were in a side quest that started in our downtime for like four months. Mm. So we just want this to be over, right? <laughs> we're just kind of done. We've had our fun. I wish for murder. So every player used whatever they had left. Misty uh, uh, misty steps, fucking hastes. Uh, long striders dash actions to get out that door and to get to the docks where the guy was in the 60 seconds it took us mm. the werewolves quadrupled in number 
which originally there was like 10. Now there's like the whole town's infested with werewolves. They burned every ship in the dock, burned down the dock, oh. and they're sailing out. They're already out to harbor Sail? in 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm an artificer here, dear friends, with Thunder Cannon, mm. with Sharpshooter, Oof. and the extended range mod on, <laughs> on the Thunder Cannon. Mm. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm a sharpshooter him. I'm Steve. I was like, what's his range? It was like sub 1000, which was I, I had like a thousand feet range. And I was like, so you're saying he's within range. Uh, and I took the shot and murked him and then was told, oh, congrats. You just ruined a character storyline. We were like, but how? What? It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Just ruined a character storyline. Yeah. yeah. It was a whole thing again. I see. Why did any of that happen? We don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was a series of questionable events. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing. Whole, whole thing. And then the and then game we were, ended. We were almost so... murdered. It did. It did. It, it ended because after Nothing we saved resolved. the day from the werewolves, and then we got to, we were like, we can finally go home and not have to worry about this. And then a character was like, hey, some random guy was like, hey, you're all coming with me. You have to go kill those werewolves now. And we're like, yeah, cool. You don't, you can't tell us what to do, bud. We're leaving. And he was like, if you don't, you're going to die. We're going to hang you. And I was like, all right, bro, you can kill my character. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And then the game ended. The werewolf situation never got resolved. No. Nice. No. Werewolf city. Let's go. No, I did make a uh, silver mustard gas to use on those werewolves, but we never, we never managed to do that. Big sad, big sad moments. I I, me- I remember, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was really excited about it too because I was like thinking about how I could get it done. I was like, you can aerosolize like liquid silver, and then you know use like a chemical agent mixed in with the liquid silver, so it would it would cancel out their healing factor and just start, you know, mm. mustard gassing all the werewolves. I was I was truly my most dexter in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> And me with eighteen thousand gold to spend from from looting a dragon's heart was like dungeon master. Here's the money. Make it happen. Give I don't me care. What I want. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. Dungeon yeah, that's master. it. That's the Black blast his cock off. Yeah, <laughs> dungeon master. Bless it. That was me, dungeon master. I'm gonna blast his cock off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, oh my goodness. All right, that's it. That's all I got, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for coming. In Night City, you can come. In Night City, you can come. <laughs> oh, wait, I actually have the sound alert, but I can't no, play it because copyright. Don't, don't do not do that here, please. It'd also probably be really Resist. loud. So let's let's not. Do video impulse. Honestly, the copyright, not even really a problem. It's a video game song, but like it would probably. Oh, so just, I can just play it then. Nice. It probably would just blow our fucking ears out. It might, I kind of want to play the I'm crucified. thing, <laughs> 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 But that would definitely get us caught. I'm what about Fartwood Reverb? I, I also don't think it would come <laughs> through on the, on the recordings. Uh, I will. I, I tested it. No. <laughs> It'll come up on my end, no. which is all that matters. No. I'm really... I want to try, but I'm really scared to. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right, uh, we got to go. All right, shout out to my boy Jake, number three on Spotify. Thanks, bud. I appreciate you. Follow us on Twitter. Josh, it's not called Twitter anymore. It's called... (laughs) (laughs) All right.
All right. See y'all. <laughs>